Hello and welcome back. Today I'm going to teach you what the Bible says about being seated above the nations of the earth. God did not intend for you to live a life in the valley. God did not intend for you to live a boring, natural, lukewarm, beaten down, broke, busted, and disgusted life. In fact, his word promises and guarantees that he will lift you up even above the nations of the world. Somebody type in the chat for me today. There is a nation living inside of me. Did you know there's a nation living on the inside of you? God intended for man to have the capacity to birth nations. He told Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you in order to be a blessing. He told Abraham, the blessing I put on your life will bless even the nations of the world. God's blessing on your life is so tangible so strong, so powerful, so contagious, so potent that even the nations of the world will be blessed by you. This whole week we're talking about the financial covenant that you have with God and how financially God literally seated you above the nations of the world. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy Chapter 28. In fact, let's go to Isaiah 51 to start. If you're jumping on today, make sure you give this a thumbs up. Share it with somebody. If you're on Facebook watching, share this on your timeline. Send this to someone who will send it to somebody else. Hey, John, Megan, Arvin, Tanya, AJ, Caden. Awesome. I love all you guys. This whole week is going to be a life-changing week. If you can get what I'm teaching this week deep in your spirit, it will take you to the next level. Someone type in the chat, I'm going to the next level. Make a decision today to move up higher, to go to the next level in Jesus' name. There's always another level in God. Isaiah 51, starting in verse 1. Let me find out which, um, I'm going to read the new living translation. This is a good one. I think this explains it the best. Listen to me, all who hope for deliverance and all who seek the Lord. Consider the rock from which you were cut. Did you know that you were cut from a rock? You were cut from a covenant that God made with Abraham. The quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was one man when I called him, but when I blessed him, he became a great nation. He was one man when I called him. When I blessed him, he became a great nation. The blessing of the Lord will turn you from one man or one woman into a mighty nation, where Abraham had millions and billions of dollars. He had his own currency. He had his own cattle, his own livestock. He had at least 318 servants, from what the Bible tells us, people that worked for him and served under him. He was a nation in a man. 
Do not think small with God. Do not think small with God. Take the limits off. Lift the lid. Watch what God will do in your life when you get the mind of Christ. The Bible says in Romans 5.17, Through the free gift of righteousness, we rule and reign in life as kings through Jesus Christ. Somebody type in the chat, I'm royalty. You have a royal bloodline now. You're not just a peasant. You're not just a dirty, rotten sinner. You're not just part of your family that has this generational curse and that generational curse. Diabetes doesn't run in your family anymore. Alcoholism doesn't run in your family anymore. The blood of Jesus now runs through your veins. Royal blood is in your veins. You've been connected to the vine. You've been connected to royal blood. We are all kings and priests in this new covenant. We are royalty. We rule and reign in life as kings through Jesus Christ. Kings are meant to birth nations and run nations. The capacity to birth and rule over a nation is in the blessing of God on your life. You've been cut from Abraham. The covenant that you have with Abraham now has anointed you, blessed you, and caused you to birth and rule over nations. Go with me to Deuteronomy 28. We'll read out of the ESV. So this is the covenant that you have with God. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all of His commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you where? High above all the nations of the earth. High above all the nations of the earth. God does not intend for you to stay small. God intends for you to be seated high above all the nations of the earth. And get this, it doesn't say some of the nations, it doesn't say most of the nations, it doesn't say every nation except for the United States, they have the, the highest GDP. So I'm going to set you above like Burundi who has a GDP of just over $3.4 billion. No, the Bible says you've been created and blessed and raised up high above all the nations of the world. Ephesians 1. In the Ephesians prayers, it says, Christ raised us up together with him and seated us where? In heavenly places in Christ. You're seated above every devil. You're seated above every natural man, every carnal man, every government. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. Take your position in Christ, know your covenant, and know that God has seated you far above the nations of the world. What does that mean? The smallest nation, the smallest nation GDP-wise, gross domestic product, technically, the, the brokest nation on the planet is Burundi. They're the poorest nation on the planet. 
Their GDP, gross domestic product of the entire nation, is $3.4 billion, give or take a couple million. $3.4 billion gross domestic product. Trump, when he went into office, was worth $4 billion. And he's not even like an on-fire, in-covenant-with-God believer. But yet he had the capacity to lift above nations of the world. There's nations all over Africa that don't have their own private aircraft. Presidents that don't have their own private security. There's nations all over the planet that men have raised or risen above. Look at um, Jeff Bezos. Worth how many billions and billions of dollars? Look at Elon Musk. Worth, I think, roughly $100 billion. Worth $100 billion. That's much higher than many nations on the planet. That's a man that became a nation. The blessing of Abraham on your life is to multiply you abundantly, to lift you above the nations of the earth. He said, if you'll do all my commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Not only do they come upon you, they overtake you like a flood. Somebody type in the chat, blessings are overtaking me. Blessings are overtaking me. If you obey the voice of the Lord your God, blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. I want you to get this right now. The Bible says blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. That means you're supposed to be found in the city and you're supposed to be found in the field. Psalm 37 says, the righteous inherit the land. As a righteous man in Christ, our inheritance is land. The acquisition of land, the anointing on us, just like God told Joshua, anywhere you put the sole of your foot is on land that I have given to you. You've been anointed and blessed in the Abrahamic covenant to possess land, possess houses, possess vehicles, possess property, possess equipment, win souls, possess servants. God's anointed you for land acquisition. You must possess the land. It says, blessed shall you be in the city and in the field. That means you should have dealings in the city and dealings in the field. Maybe you've got businesses in the city, but you also own farmland. Anywhere that you're found, God's blessing is on you. Now, I want to make something clear. Your grace is in your place. God has an assigned place for you. So you should be found in your place. But the Bible says when you're in covenant with God, <clears throat> anywhere that you go, anywhere that you're found, the blessing of God is on your life. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. 
The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come against you one way and flee before you seven different ways. These are three things you must know about being seated far above the nations of the earth. Number one, you're blessed anywhere you go. Don't say, well, you know, I mean, I, I feel blessed here. or I feel blessed. No, you're blessed anywhere you go. Anywhere that the sole of your foot shall tread is land that has already been given to you. You're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. Any time of the day, any day of the week, you are a blessed man or a blessed woman. By the law of first mention, the word blessed in the Hebrew means to multiply abundantly. You multiply abundantly in the city, in the field, coming in and going out. Doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing. You are blessed to multiply abundantly. You are not created to stay small. Someone type in the chat, I was not created to stay small. You were not created to keep that same boring job your entire life. Never getting promotions, never getting raises. You've been anointed and blessed by the Most High God to go from glory to glory, victory to victory, and strength to strength. To move up higher, mountaintop to mountaintop, always the head and never the tail. Always above and not beneath, seated far above all the nations of the earth. You were not created to stay small. And I believe even today, I prophesy today's the smallest you will ever be in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is the smallest you will ever be. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself, as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Number one, you'll be blessed anywhere you go. Number two, God promises supernatural divine protection. You're blessed anywhere you go. You're protected anywhere you go. He says, your enemies will come against you one way and I will whoop them so fast and so hard they will flee from you seven different ways. And you won't even have to lift a finger. He didn't say, if you fight with me, we're going to scare these enemies off seven different ways. No, he said, I will fight it. Someone type in the chat, the battle's not my battle. The battle is the Lord's. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat cried out to God. There were three armies coming against him. These three armies coming against him, they were much mightier than him. God said, worry not. This battle is not your battle. This battle is the Lord's. As they went out, they began to sing praises to God. As you lift up your voice, it causes havoc in the spirit realm. They sent out the praisers and the worshipers above or in front of the armies. And as they lifted up their voices and began to sing praises unto God, the Bible says God caused an ambush in the camp. There was derision in the camp. And they all began to attack one another and turn on one another, and they all killed each other. And it says it took them three days to gather all the spoil. What that means is it doesn't matter if there's three armies coming against you. As you lift up your voice in any circumstance, in any situation, and give glory to God and grow strong in faith and praise God, that the battle's not your battle, but the battle is the Lord's. The enemies will fall 
in derision and God will fight your battles and you'll even come back with all the plunder. The Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ. What that means is we don't even have to fight the battle, but we still come out victorious and we get the plunder. Somebody type in the chat, I'm plundering hell. I'm plundering hell. Number one, you're blessed anywhere you go. Number two, supernatural divine protection. Number three, overflow. Overflow. Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God. And all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. That's overflow. Abundance. You will abound in prosperity. In the fruit of your womb, in the fruit of your livestock, in the fruit of your ground, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you shall only go up and not down, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today. Overflow. Number three, supernatural overflow. Psalm 23, verse 5. You will anoint my head with oil. My cup of blessings overflows. Your covenant with God produces overflow in your life. Someone type in the chat, I'm living in the overflow. He said, you will abound in prosperity. He will command the blessing on you in your barns and all that you undertake. Your barns would be your storehouses. That would be your savings accounts, your investments. Everything you undertake is what you put your hands to. Your job, you'll get supernatural promotions. And your savings account will multiply. Your investments will multiply. Anywhere you store what God's blessed you with, it will multiply abundantly. And anything you put your hand to will multiply abundantly. That's living in the overflow. He said, I will make you abound in prosperity. In the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your livestock, the fruit of your ground, the land that the Lord swore to you. He will make you the lender and not the borrower. Being in covenant with God financially means there is overflow in your life. My cup runs over. I overflow in peace. I overflow in joy. I overflow in prosperity. I overflow in health. Every area of my life is overflow. And all I do is obey God. All I do is cooperate with God. I follow what the word says about being a tither and a giver. I'm in covenant with God. I have a spirit of faith. I believe the word. I speak the word. I act on the word. I'm a doer of the word. The Bible says the doer of the word is blessed. So you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God and do all that he's commanded you to do in his word and your life will overflow. You'll be the head, not the tail, above only and never beneath. Somebody type in the chat, I'm on top.
God's created you to be on top, never on the bottom. Never on the bottom. Doesn't matter if everyone in your family's been in debt. God did not create you to be in debt. Doesn't matter if anyone in your family or everyone in your family died of sickness and disease. God did not create you to die of sickness and disease. You're in covenant with God. You've got royal blood in your veins. God's anointed you, blessed you, and lifted you above all the nations of the earth. Always on top. Never at the bottom. Every day when you wake up, you should say, today's the smallest I'll ever be. Tomorrow I'm increasing. Today I'm increasing. Next week I'll be even greater. Next year I'll be even greater. People won't even recognize me next year. Psalm chapter 112. Let's go there. And then I'm going to pray for people. So don't leave. Stick to the end. Psalm 112. Listen to this. Because we just had this prophecy fulfilled in our own church. And I thought it was hilarious. So uh, anytime the devil gets mad about something, ruffle his feathers a little bit more. Psalm 112, starting in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His offspring will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house. Somebody type in the chat, wealth and riches are in my house. Very tough scripture to get around. Jesus said you're supposed to sell everything you have. Give everything to the poor. Eh. If it has a grip on you, you should. But it's impossible to be in covenant with God and know your covenant with God and work your covenant with God and stay small. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to stay small. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, merciful, and righteous. It is well with the man who deals generously and lends, who conducts his affairs with justice. For the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. He has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn is exalted in honor. The wicked man sees it and is angry. He gnashes his teeth and melts away. The desire of the wicked will perish. I want you to get this. The blessing of God on your life will make the wicked angry. They will gnash their teeth but they will eventually melt away. I just got word yesterday because we had our Kingdom Accelerator group come to the grand opening of our new church here in Ruston, Louisiana. <laughs> and I ordered two limos. I ordered two limos for our group to take care of them, bless them in grand style. And I took them all over the town. I got us a beautiful reservation in one of the top restaurants in the town. Took them to get some ice cream. Took them to get some coffee. Dropped him off at the church. This is Psalm 112, 1 through 10. And I just got word yesterday that some old lady, some shriveled up, old, angry, anti-covenant lady got her panties in a bunch about me ordering two limos for people. So I think next time I'm going to do four. Even if we don't fill all of them, just to, just to stick it to the devil. 
Maybe next time I'll get a helicopter for everybody. You know why? Because the Bible says when you're blessed and you abound in prosperity, the wicked man will see it and be angry and they will gnash their teeth. Anything that makes the devil angry, you should do it twice or more just to stick it to the devil. Just to stick it to the devil. Anytime somebody gets upset about your blessing, go overboard. Do everything in your power just to shove it in their face. And this, I mean, this isn't like maybe good doctrine, but. Because <laughs> if the devil can take an inch in your life, he'll take a mile. You're going to have those stupid, drunk aunts and uncles that they never cared when you were in the world. They never cared when you went to the bar. They never cared when you were demonized. They never cared when you were addicted to pornography or sleeping with your girlfriend or boyfriend before marriage. They never had anything to say when you were living like a heathen. But the moment you start getting blessed, the moment you start tithing, the moment you start giving, the moment that you start increasing, oh, you believe in prosperity. No one sat me down when I was in college on my way to hell. Living like a heathen. No one sat me down and said, hey, look, Talon, the way you're living, you're on your way to hell. Not one person. Nobody sat me down and said that to me. The moment I started getting blessed, Talon, you know, you can't be buying people this stuff. Are you sure that you should be given this much? We heard that you bought a girl in the church, $300 shoes. Is that ministry money or your money? It's none of your business. But it's amazing how the devil will stay. Like if I was going to the bar on the weekend, if I rented a limo to take all my friends to the club, that same old lady would be like, oh, that's so cute. He rented a limo, him and all of his friends, they're going to the club. Or if, if it was to prom, oh, that's so adorable. They got a limo to go to prom. The moment God blesses me enough financially to be a blessing to others and start renting limos, the devil gets, yeah, you know. And here's another thing. Never get scared of a demon. They even sound stupid when they manifest. Yeah, yeah. They sound pathetic. So the world all day long, they'll be super happy as you're on your way to hell. But the moment you start to prosper, the wicked get angry. And they gnash their teeth at you. Anytime somebody gets angry and gnashes their teeth at your blessing, you should laugh. And like they said in Madagascar, smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. And laugh at the angry because they will soon melt away. Somebody type in the chat, I'm blessed and not cursed. Hallelujah. So just to stick it to the devil. Next time I'm ordering four limos, at least, if I don't do something more crazy. I might, I might literally get a helicopter or maybe I'll, I'll get a private jet and fly everybody somewhere that, that we could have drove to just because I can and watch you manifest then. Bunch of losers. Not you guys. People that get mad. It's funny, people, as I'm just talking, as I'm like roasting people, people are giving through Venmo right now. You guys are a different breed of people. <laughs> All right, listen to this. I'm going to pray for you, but I want you to hear this. 
Because I want to show you what changed my life with this. You either fully believe every verse in the Bible or you have compromised. I'm just going to say it that way. I either fully believe every verse in the Bible or I've compromised verses. So like if you only believe that the Bible says you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, but you don't believe the scriptures that you have to live holy, now that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, you've compromised. And this is what I've realized about the financial blessing. I realized I didn't draw a line strong enough to where I believed when the Bible said that like I could be debt free or seated far above the nations of the earth. I'm realizing more and more that I had compromised on the blessing in areas. So I've course corrected to draw a strong line in the sand to say I fully believe every verse in the Bible. Whether it's about holiness, the anointing, prosperity, any area of your life. I don't want any compromise. Someone type in the chat, no compromise. I don't care what area. No compromise. And be followers of those who through faith and patience have obtained promises without compromise. Not that I'm like adding to the Bible, but be followers of those who through faith and patience have obtained the promises without compromise. I'm thankful for, like my pastor, Pastor Mary's in the comments. I'm thankful for my pastors because they don't compromise. Find pastors that will never compromise. They take the word at face value and they run with it. And if you don't have good pastors, if you don't have a good church, move to Ruston, Louisiana with us. And get plugged in with the best pastors under a spiritual covering that doesn't compromise. So listen to this. The point is this. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 6. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. This is a spiritual law. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. In order to reap big harvest, you must sow big seed. In order to reap big harvest, you must sow big seed. If you have 10 grand in the bank and you sow a $500 seed, that's not a big seed. You will reap on it, but you'll reap a small harvest. Because it's not about numbers. It's about proportion. You reap in proportion to the size seed you sow. Now, if you've got $1,000 in the bank and you sow $500, You'll feel it. I, like, I remember when I had, I think, 12 or 14 grand in the bank and I sowed 10,000. I felt that. I really felt that. I, I super ultra mega felt that. Because it, it takes something from you. So the law of seed time and harvest, when you sow something that you feel it leave you, you'll feel it when it comes back to you. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able. Someone type in the chat, God is able. You're not the performer. You're just the believer, the speaker, and the doer of the word. God's the performer. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, so that you have all sufficiency in all things at all times, that you may abound in every good work. Ever since I connected my finances to God's kingdom, through tithing and giving and over and above offerings. 
I have never lacked. Not only have I never lacked, I've been fully self-sufficient. I've never even needed help. People have chosen to help me. People have chosen to bless me. But I've never even needed help. Fully self-sufficient in all things at all times, the Bible says. That you may abound to every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. God supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. If you are a generous person, someone once said it this way, God will bless you on credit. So for example, I remember the day I decided in my heart, Lord, I want to put $10,000 into our new church building. The moment I decided that and I said, will you bring seed to me? If you can get $10,000 to me, I will sow it into this church building. And when I said that, within four weeks, I had an extra $10,000 come into my hands. And immediately, I put it right into our church building. In the moment that I did, my pastor gave me a word. And he said, the Holy Ghost says double and double again, 10x anointing. My pastor had no idea that the four months before he gave me that word, I had been believing God for a 10x increase on my life in 2023. January 1st, I took a $1,000 seed. I sowed it into the church. And I said, Lord, I want 10x increase this year. Because the two years before that, I had doubled. From 2020 to 2021, I doubled. From 2021 to 2022, I doubled again. 2023, I wanted the 10x anointing. My pastor did not know that. I had never told him that. The, the day I hit that $10,000 mark, the spirit of the Lord came on him and he prophesied. He said, the Lord says double and double again, which is exactly what the Lord had done to me the last two years before that. And then he said, 10X anointing. Last year in 2022, I was able to feed 19,000 kids in third world nations and give just over $12,000 to other ministries. This year already, we are on our way to 40,000 meals provided to kids in third world nations. And we've already given $117,000 to other ministries. We're only six months in and we've already almost 10 x That's the blessing of the Lord. But it comes through big seed sowing. You don't have to have $100,000 in the bank to give $10,000. You only have to have $10,000 in the bank. When I sowed that $10,000, I took the double and double again as a word from the Lord, because it was. So I doubled $10,000 and doubled it again. Double 10 is $20,000, double again is $40,000. And then when I sowed that $40,000 the next night, I could feel it on me like it was like, man, whew, you just gave $40,000. But just to break it off, I wrote another check for $10,000 and gave it to the church. And since then, we've been able to give an extra $60,000, another $67,000 to ministries worldwide. So the point is this. Whoever sows abundantly, reaps abundantly. I'm going to give people an opportunity to connect their finances to this ministry to see breakthrough in your life. Our ministry is doing great. We have no needs. We have no struggles. 
We are better off today than we've ever been before. So we're very thankful for your generosity and your giving, but the seed you sow today is more for you than it is for me. And I brought some testimonies just because it was, <laughs> I just felt stirred today. Look at this. I just got this yesterday. So back in April, we put together a group of people to buy a Rolex for my pastor. So we sewed a Rolex and just yesterday for my birthday, I was blessed with a Rolex. The exact Rolex I wanted, the green face with the date just and a Jubilee bracelet. And it's got diamonds on the inside and diamonds all the way around it. 1.2 carat diamonds. Beautiful, beautiful watch. Because a man reaps what he sows. God is not mocked. We bought my pastor a Rolex and the Lord brought me a Rolex. Ephesians 6, 8. Whatever you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. Not only that, I was just looking at this. I think over the last couple of months, I've bought like three or four, maybe more, different Louis Vuitton colognes for people. And then also for my birthday, boom, I get my favorite Louis Vuitton cologne. Beautiful. And it's, this, is, this is all stuff, it's all real. So like this is authenticated. The Louis Vuitton is real. We didn't get it from like Alibaba or anything. <laughs> this is real. And then I love it. My wallet. I bought a, you probably can't see it. This is a Louis Vuitton wallet. It's the actual, it's the exact wallet I've wanted. And this was a harvest too. My fiance got me this wallet from New York after I had purchased a bunch of wallets for people on my team. Someone type in the chat, God is not mocked. The Bible says, whatever a man sows, he reaps. Where are you believing to go before the end of the year? That $50,000 I put into our church building is seed for my house because I'm getting married in September. And I put a demand on it. The Bible says that Isaac reaped a hundredfold in the same year. So I put a demand on that seed to produce a harvest for me in the same year to buy a house cash. So I'm working my faith on it. Whatever you're believing God for, I want to give you an opportunity to sow for it today. Are you believing God for breakthrough in your business, in your ministry, in your personal life? Whatever you're believing for, for supernatural breakthrough in your life, I encourage you, sow a seed today that will lead to your breakthrough. The Bible says some will reap 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. If you sowed a seed today and you knew that God was going to bring it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, even a hundredfold return on your seed, what would you sow today to set up your future? And pray and ask the Lord what he'd have you give. The Bible says, let a man give as he purposes in his own heart. As you know, our vision here is to reach 200 million souls for Christ through online and in-person evangelism. We've already seen over 250,000 people that have confirmed they've given their life to Jesus through online and in-person evangelism. I told you we, we just cra crossed the $117,000 mark that we've given to other ministries already this year. We have about a dozen ministries that we give to on a regular basis. And then this is a handwritten letter from the 2,000 kids that we provide meals for each and every single month in third world nations. And we're only increasing in Jesus' name. 
So ask the Lord today what he would have you give. And I encourage you to give an amount that would take you to the next level. Megan said, Talon, why were you not in the studio for three weeks? I was on the road, baby. We went to Tampa for a week. I was up in Canada preaching for a week. And then we had a, a week of revival for the grand opening of our church. So it was crazy. It, it felt weird not being in the studio for three weeks, but that's what I'm called to do. It's the will of God for my life. The Lord called me to do the work of an evangelist to fulfill my ministry. He said, build my house and strengthen my church in this generation. So I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. The different ways that you can give are Cash App, Dollar Sign Revival Way, Venmo at Revival Way, PayPal at Revival Way, or you can give on our website, RevivalWay.com. You can click Partner Financially today. There's a link in the chat for you now. You can also give through Super Chat on YouTube. And we're very thankful for everyone's generosity. Very thankful for it. Your seed today is what sets up your future tomorrow. And I want to give that word. You know, Peter said in Acts chapter 3, Such as I have, I give unto thee. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ. So you can only give what you have. That word that my pastor gave me is my word. And I give it to you today. Double and double again. For me, I was only going to give $10,000. But I doubled it and I doubled it again. And in fact, I tacked on another 10000 and made it $50,000 instead of 10000 just to stick it to the devil for my increase. And now we've 10X'd. We've already been able to give $117,000 so far this year. And I want to try to hit 200000 before the end of the year. Whatever you were going to give today, I encourage you, double it and double it again and watch the 10X anointing operate in your life. That same word that was given to me, I give it to you today. Double and double again. 10x anointing in Jesus' name. And thank you for your giving. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for every person today giving under the sound of my voice. As they give today, I ask that you would supernaturally multiply them abundantly that they would abound in prosperity may all sufficiency and all grace abound toward them in abundance in jesus name angels and ministering spirits go cause the word to work and cause every harvest to come now satan take your hands off of every harvest in the name of jesus and we thank you for it now thank you for the hundredfold return working in our lives today in jesus mighty name and everybody said Amen and amen. Well, I bless you. I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to join me tomorrow. If you thought this message was powerful today, tomorrow is going to be insane. I have a very special message for you tomorrow. So don't miss tomorrow at 1130 a.m. sharp Central Standard Time. And also, if you feel called into the ministry, I want to give you an opportunity to join one of the best Bible schools in America. 
and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Jonathan Shuttlesworth with you in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you feel called into the ministry, we just launched Revival Today Bible Institute. Had our first incoming class, and we're about to do another intake. It's $2,000 for the entire year. We're going to train them up in what they need to know in the Bible, what they need to know legally, what they need to know in the realm of economics to make impact in the ministry. If that's you, the information is on the screen right now. I'd like to hear from you. Don't put it off. I'm Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and I'm waiting for your call.